The All-Star Week is over. Hockey is back, and so is Chernak and Sergey. We talk about their upcoming returns as well as are the Lightning in the market for another defenseman? Breaking that all down coming up and more on Locked on Lightning. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Baker. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning. And just a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On NHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, hockey is back. The All-Star Week is over the lightning are back to action on wednesday but we have a couple more returns other than the entire team to talk about mikhail sergachev and eric chernak are back from injury also a little bit of a i guess a a line that was thrown out to me by a a fan of this podcast on on x about possibly being possibly the lightning being in the market for uh, a defenseman as well as we're rounding things up on the show with our reactions to the all-star week um is it still hit the way it did maybe when we were younger uh we talk about all of that as well uh but i just want to remind you all please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form we're also available on youtube so go ahead and subscribe to the channel drop a comment below this video so you can get in on the action we're still feeling out you know what would be the best place for us, because we do have ongoing conversations in the comment on their videos, but I want there to be another uh, platform in which we could actually have the conversation ongoing. Uh, some of you said Twitter, some of you said um, Discord. Uh, I want to hear more. I, I I think maybe we'll end up probably doing both, but you know, this is. I want this to be a community uh, as well as a a community that was voted by you know what kind of community we wanted to be and where so go ahead and please vote on that uh so we're we're starting things off with eric chernak and mikhail sergachev set to return on wednesday against the new york rangers and it couldn't have come at a better time the defense has been playing well lately for the tampa bay lightning but i will say that you know it's a tough situation i think whenever you're missing your starting regular defenseman um i know we were all kind of some of us were kind of relieved uh, at least when sergachev went down just because he wasn't playing that well let's be honest um it, it just wasn't something that you know i i think a lot of lightning you know you never want to see any of your players get injured let me say start off by saying that but at the same time he was not playing well. Uh, there was there was a lot of lapses in judgment on his part. Uh, there was just also a lot of instances in which he just just it it, it almost looked like we were looking at Sergachev maybe four years ago, five years ago. Uh, whereas you know you would expect him to be more uh, grizzled, more polished off, especially at this point in his career where we've also seen him play so well at certain points, and that just hasn't really been. Uh, the case this year. Eric Chernak on the other side of that uh, really 
in coming into this season for me was going to be the guy that was going to kind of fully, if he didn't do it last year, take over that role from Ryan McDonough uh, that we knew uh, that, that really we just came so accustomed to having him be in. And, and that was just really the anchor in terms of just setting the tone defensively uh, for the defenseman. And, you know, we saw it last year with Chernak, and, and I thought maybe his game was going to take a step up uh, this year. And, and you know, it, it was hard to really evaluate him, I think, to a certain degree just because how poorly this team has played. And on the other side of that, they didn't really have good goaltending as well. So it, it there was a lot of things that you could you could kind of knock both guys for. But I think at the end of the day, when when having these two guys back, especially when this team has been playing so well over the course of the last month or so, uh, I, I think it's really going to help this team not only keep that that number three spot in the division but be able to go beyond that uh and i think that's really going to be important now just a reminder eric chernak's been out since january 11th and sergachev's been out since december 19th so uh the lightning have been two months without sergachev and almost a month uh without chernak so you know i'm hoping that this isn't the kind of thing where they come back, they play well, and, oh, you know what happened? They reactivated whatever injury it was. And uh, whenever I see, especially with hockey players, whenever I see anything lower body, um, it, it really concerns me for the rest of the season. Um, unless it's, you know, some sort of broken bone. Obviously, we're never going to get an answer maybe out of the nature of his injury until maybe after the season, which I think is just so ridiculous. You know, just tell us what it is. I mean, we're going to hear about it eventually, but, you know, tell us, tell the fans and tell the media in real time, you know, what exactly is going on with these guys. Lower body, that goes from anything from your pinky toes all the way up to your waist. So, you know, I that's a whole nother conversation we could have and we'll probably have in the off season, but I, I can't stress enough how important it is uh, for the lightning that they're going to have these guys back because like I always say uh, with the Tampa Bay lightning is that really the thing with them is that, and you're seeing it live action this year, it's never going to get easier for them. They're never going to have a stretch in which you say, Oh, they they got this in the bag, you know. They and that's never really been the case this year. Uh, coming up this week after having the week off, they got the two New York teams back to back, and then they go over to Columbus, uh, and then they're in Boston uh, next Tuesday, and then they're back home against Colorado and the Panthers, two teams that are very good. So no such thing, especially in this month of February, as an easy stretch. Uh, and you're playing against teams that have a ton of offensive ability, uh, you know, namely just because they're playing in New York tonight, but the Colorado Avalanche, I mean, Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players in the league right now, we've spoken about him numerous times on this podcast, how he's top three in the league. Uh, I would think at this point in time, I think, you know, depending on who you're talking to, he's flip-flopping between, uh, him and Kucherov for the Hart Trophy winner right now. Uh, 
may not be the same candidate if you speak to someone from Edmonton, but uh, I, I think that now, especially since you got these two guys back, um, you might see those games, especially, you know, the ones against Colorado, the ones against Florida. Uh, New York, I don't find them, even though they're one of the better teams in the conference, I don't really view them right now. I mean, I used to probably a couple of months ago, but they've really taken a step back. They have not really been playing that solid hockey out of a team that at one point everybody was saying, oh, my God, these guys are going to be the President's Trophy winners. Uh, but the Rangers are 4-5-1. and one right now coming into tonight and you know it, you there may have been a little bit of a gap between tampa and the rangers and boston and colorado and florida and you know maybe you could even throw philadelphia in there i, I mean i don't know how to feel about philly either philly's just a weird team right now even though you know a lot of people like them a lot of people are kind of afraid of them to a certain degree I mean, they are top three in the Metropolitan Division, but the, that Metropolitan Division isn't exactly the powerhouse that it was last year. Really a disappointing year. I thought a lot of teams were going to be a lot closer to each other. And, um, but, you know, that, that plays out well for the Lightning because they're coming into a stretch now where they're playing a bunch of teams from that division, uh, a bunch of teams that could score, you know, let, let's face it, the, the days of Vasilevsky being that guy that you could kind of close your eyes and turn your back on and say, well, he's going to close the door for us. I think, you know, maybe we're past that right now. And I don't think really it, it's so much about him. I just think that the league has gotten better offensively, and that's just the way it is. I mean, I'm sure there'll be another era, uh, whether it be in the next couple of years or in the next decade where the script is going to flip again. But, I, I mean, what I'm really saying is, you know, Chernak and Sergeyev, if they play the way that we hope and would expect them to play, like, uh, they're coming back at a phenomenal time. They have a ton of rest. Uh, you know, the, that's the big thing here. We have always spoken about on this podcast is that, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, Lightning have a ton of mileage on them. But, you know, the Lightning have gotten lucky this year. Vasilevsky not playing the first two months. Now you got Sergachev out for two weeks. I mean, two months. You got Chernak out for a month. So, you know, even though you're facing that unfortunateness of long-term injuries, and, and Tanner Janot as well, um, if the Lightning do hold on to their position in the division, um, they could very well set themselves up for a very good playoff run because they have certain players on this team, like I just stated, uh, who are a little bit more rested than most. Uh, so hopefully they come back and play well. And, and if they do, you know, this will be a very good month of February. So let me in, know in the comments below how you're feeling about this. I mean, you got two key pieces coming back to you to start off the second half of the NHL season. Uh, so let me know in the comments below about that so coming up in just a little bit you know this was kind of a i guess a fan pick here um over on twitter uh we'll talk about the lightning are they realistically in the market for a defenseman uh with the trade deadline coming up in the first week of march we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit but first i want to talk about our friends over at sleeper 
now it's almost the halfway point in the season lightning fans make us you know it's time to make a run for the playoffs i mean the lightning have really i think gotten on solid footing now going into the second half of the nhl season and we're hoping that they stay that way but regardless of where they are in the current standings i want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Uh, all you have to do is pick whether Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minuses, and more in a given game so use the promo code locked on nhl you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability so as always i want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day and if you haven't already done so please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast give us a follow wherever podcast the artist distributing audio form like i said before we're also available on youtube so go ahead and subscribe to the channel hit that thumbs up button drop a comment below to join in on the conversation and hit and most importantly than anything whether it's audio form or on youtube hit the bell so as soon as the newest episode drops you'll be notified and you'll be able to watch it or listen to it so we just got done talking about chernak and sergachev how big of a plus that will be to the lightning lineup but it seems as though according to one source on x that was brought to my attention by a listener uh that the lightning could potentially be in the conversation to get sean walker now if you're not aware of sean walker and who he is um you know, actually, if I think about it, I believe that he was, I believe I want to say it was 2020 or maybe 2021. I, 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 I vaguely remember him being in a conversation where it was rumored that the Lightning were in on him at the trade deadline. And obviously a deal never came to fruition, uh, but he's back on the Lightning radar supposedly according to the folks at i want to say the the outlet is andy in rono which their hockey stats um twitter page as well as you know this is also from uh david pagnota from the editor who's the editor-in-chief of the fourth period and he also has his own hockey show on sirius xm and you know it it doesn't matter and they rate him an 82 so i guess they're doing this out of 100 i would imagine i would imagine here's the thing like that's the nice it, it, it's a nice idea and you know the lightning could always use the help they could always use the depth on the back end um right now walker is playing on the second line in philly which I guess is good but at the same time you know we just got done talking about the flyers actually and 
it's a it's a trade that I don't know really necessarily makes sense because you're you're going for a playoff spot. Why would you trade a second line defenseman? No matter what you think of him, unless the play is to get somebody else or or you know a, a bring up a prospect that you believe is very good. I'm not entirely familiar with the the farm system or you know what entirely is the mood surrounding the Philadelphia Flyers at this moment in time. I mean, if you want to go more in depth with that, go ahead to Locked On Flyers. But I I, I think that. I mean, it's, it's a nice idea, but at the same time, I mean, and his contract does end after this year, unless the Flyers firmly believe they cannot resign him and he is a UFA after this year. They're, like I said, I already brought up one point in, in the fact that he, you know, why would, when the Flyers are as good as they are right now in the standings, why would you want to trade away a second-line defenseman if by all outside... Um, accounts it looks like you're trying to make a playoff push and then on that other note you know if that's the case what what is what realistically can happen for the lightning in which they could land a trade like this i do firmly believe that they are going to make a trade at some point as to what they're actually going to do uh or who they're actually going to get. That's a whole nother story within itself. I mean, realistically, it's probably going to be a third liner. It's going to be that or somebody that that is a third liner that could kind of play the the forward position, kind of what we've seen out of Hayden Fleury at, at really desperate times this year, uh, what we saw from Luke Shen in years past. But, I mean, to sit here with the Lightning having really nothing in their farm system, with really not having any draft picks to speak of of value, especially when you're trying to rebuild, you know, your farm system, why trade the picks that you have unless you're going to get something very good, which, yeah, Sean Walker, but like, like I said, why would Philly trade him? Um you know, what do the Lightning give realistically? Unless the, the play here for them is that they are going to trade a player that they already have, like a, like, I don't know, like a Calvin DeHaan or, you know, a Hayden Flurry or, or, or a Hayden Flurry and a pick or, or something like that. What realistically needs to happen? And, and I think that kind of Julian Reese boss kind of learned his lesson from last year, or even if he didn't, I think that the backlash that he got, regardless, I think he's going to play it a lot safer at the deadline. Um, or, or maybe a Connor. I don't, I don't think the flyers would take Connor, Connor Sherry. I don't, I don't think that's a realistic trade. Um, they would have to give up a lot more with Sherry, I think, um, to take that kind of guy. But, I don't know. I, it's an interesting conversation to be had, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of feedback in our comments section on YouTube. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I don't see it. You know, I, I'm sorry uh, to the listener who reached out to me to talk about it. I believe it's Cyber Charles Bronson. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, I don't think that that's something that's going to happen. It's a nice idea. 
I would, you know, on paper, maybe in years past, if we had a little bit more assets in the tank, um, if the Lightning were able, and, and this, and I hate bringing this up, but it really does go back to it until we start to gather more resources or trade chips. You know, the Lightning kind of screwed themselves last year with this Janot trade. Yeah, you know, you probably could have gotten him for way less if he didn't wait till the last second or overpay. And then we could have had a realistic conversation about a Sean Walker. But that, that's not really something that's going to happen at this point in time. And, and just for the fans or the listeners that are, you know, kind of wondering who Sean Walker is, uh, he's played six years in the league. Um, this year he has five goals and 17 points with a plus minus of six. His point share, which uh, if you've been a listener of this show, well, actually, we don't have to worry about the point share. I would say more so. Um, from what I've heard about him and from what I read about him, very good on the PK, uh, very good defensively, very solid top four defenseman. And, you know, that's something that is nice on paper. But at the end of the day, what, you know, even if you do get him, where is he sliding? I mean, do you put Chernak up at the, at the top line with Hedman and then slide down perfect to the third and then put him on the second line with, with Sergachev? I mean, I think that's the only way where you could really give up a lot, like I said, which the Lightning don't have, but also sell it to the fans. Because I think at this point in time, you have to. I mean, that that's kind of your duty as a GM. Other than to improve the team, you kind of have to also sell it and sell your players on it as well. Um you know, if the Lightning do pick uh, pick him up at some point without having to give up a lot, I would be very impressed. I would be very impressed how they finagle that. And and on the other side of that, be asking why would the Flyers want to give up on him unless Tortorella just doesn't like him, which is also not a far out pop, uh, impossibility either. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that as well. Uh, we'll keep we'll stick a pen in that for now because you know now that even though I don't think it's gonna happen it, it piqued my interest uh, having him possibly as a trade target as the trade deadline comes nearer and nearer. So coming up in just a bit we're gonna wrap things up with our take on All Star Week is you know what's the deal with that um, everything going on with that I mean should we just scrap it all together? Um, We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Now, listen, the Super Bowl is this week. Finally, unfortunately, the Bucs are not in it. Unfortunately, my Giants are not in it. But happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets uh you know it's a i've spoken about it on this on this show quite a few times where really you know the super bowl is is a family it, it, it's a family uh tradition you know and, and we don't really necessarily bet on who's gonna win and whatnot where we bet on the part uh the the prop bets you know anything from the coin flip to the gatorade bath what color it's gonna be and we do it all with FanDuel. Now, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 
58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So one last time, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever our podcast is distributed in audio form. You could also follow us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. And I want to take a minute to thank you, the everydayer who's been tuning in day after day after day to our show here on Locked on Lightning, as well as to you, the new listener, who this might be your first episode that you're listening to. So thank you for joining us and go ahead, subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me, go ahead, hit me up on Twitter at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Or if you just want to drop a comment to me or a question that you want me to answer on the show, go ahead and drop it in our comment section below on YouTube. So we just got done with All-Star Week and... I I just, I like the idea. It's fun for new fans. You get to be introduced maybe to some players that you're not necessarily familiar with. I think that in years past, they've they've kind of done some interesting things with it in terms of uh, being able to kind of market it better. Uh, this year they had, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch one second of it. Um, they had teams with like, I think McKinnon was a a captain. I think McDavid was Quinn Hughes. And I forgot who the other one, or maybe it was Jack Hughes. It was one of Hughes, one of the Hughes brothers. I know there was four teams. I don't remember who the captain of was of the fourth one, but that was kind of cool. I think they did the player draft this year as well. Uh, they did the skills challenge as well, but it looks like they're switching it up next year, which is going to be pretty cool. And they're going to do a four nations face-off tournament. Um, and I guess next year's the will be the Olympics as well, which will the the Winter Olympics, which will be very interesting on on what happens with that. So. Oh, I'm sorry. It will be the Olympic participation in 2026. Um, and the All-Star game will be used as a send-off. So, I guess the Four Nation thing is pretty cool. And I always said, I, I kind of always said it here and there. Especially during my time at the Locked On, on, Locked on NHL Thursdays uh, with my former co-host Chris Masilli of Locked On Avalanche. I always thought the cooler thing to do was kind of since especially, you know, at that time we were under the impression that the pros weren't going to be the Olympics. Why don't you, you have enough players to do it and you'd be able to, you know, it wouldn't really be an all-star game. It'd be more so of a, I guess, just a showcase where you could have all the Russian guys and that would be a good opportunity for, you know, fans to kind of get to know those guys, especially since, you know, everything going on in the world. And most likely those guys will, I would believe they wouldn't be able to compete under the Russian flag, so they would just be the Olympic team or whatever they usually designate those teams as. And then 
you know, you, you have Canada. If you want to do like the four big nations now, obviously you're bound to piss somebody off. You could do Sweden versus Canada and then the U.S. versus Russia is probably the big four. I would imagine that's how they're going to do it next year. Um, you're going to piss off probably, uh, you know, guys from Finland um, and, and other countries that I'm obviously not thinking of right now. But I think it's a... I think probably how they'll do it, if I had to guess for that that four nations thing, they'll do it how they did with the uh, the World Cup of Hockey, which I thought was awesome. And it kind of sucks that they don't do it like that anymore. But I think it was North America versus Canada. And, and then I think it was Europe versus, I, I forgot what the other nation was. Um, I think there was like USA too. I think it was like, because it was had to do with certain ages. Um, so I think that's really the way to do it. I think just because, you know, it, it's such a multinational sport and the NHL is just very widely and watched and very popular across the entire world, I think kind of on the level that baseball is. I, I, I think that's a better way to do it. Um, and I'm glad that they changed it because the, the current model just wasn't working. I mean, getting one player from each team, it you really snubbed a lot of guys. Um, you know, the case this year could have been made uh, if you kind of did it, I believe, like how the, the MLB does it. Um, or or I don't I, I don't think other teams do it. That, I think maybe the NFL does it. Um, I mean, they still have enough players. I think they have at least one player from every team. But... I think that to have at least one player from every team and that's it was kind of just because you were snubbing a lot of guys that were very deserving of it. I mean, even from the Lightning this year, we could have made the case for uh, Brandon Hagel, Brandon Point, uh, Brandon Point. Um, and maybe as like a write-in, maybe Steven Stamkos, because I think, you know, even though we've kind of bashed him on this podcast this year, I think he's played very well this year. Uh, even Nick Paul, I mean, you, you could have made a case for him to be on the all-star team this year as kind of like a write-in or, you know, or, or a reserve or something like that. I think, though, realistically, it would have been Cooch as a starter and then Hagel and Point probably as like a reserve and, and a bench player or whatever the case or whatever the case you want to make for them. Um but I, I do think that it kind of ran its course, and I think the league knew that. And I think that they got ahead of this pretty quickly, which I'm glad they did because I didn't, you know, it, it's one of those things where you want to have an event that you have everybody watching it, not just the newer fans. And I, and I think that's what they realized because if you don't know my backstory, I worked at NHL.com for many years, so I kind of saw how things were ran and, and how content was made and who it was geared for. And most of the time it's geared towards getting the new fan. And that goes for a lot of sports too on their websites. They're going towards the fan who's trying to get into the sport, not the fan that's been watching it for 25 years. And I think that they're starting to shift. Hopefully this is, this is all wishful thinking really at this point, but I think that that's where they're starting to shift it towards that really the hardcore fans like you and I, they want, you know, the the kind of that style of like the nations 
uh, facing off of each other. Because, yeah, you know, the Olympics will be a, a year away once that takes place in the four nations. Uh, but it, it's, it's you know, it, having that on a yearly basis, I think, will pr be pretty cool. And I would hope that eventually they do bring back the, the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, maybe they do a different format or whatever the case may be. I was actually going to tweet out during last <clears throat> over the weekend you know what they should do kind of because you know a lot of these guys want to relax and whatnot do it like in a hot weather place whether it be on the west coast it doesn't have to be hosted by a team every year um or if you wanted to do it like do it like off the ice maybe do like roller hockey three on three or something like that or inside or whatever the case may be or outside whatever you know, change it up. I think that would be pretty cool. You know, kind of the NFL, kind of what they've done. They're just doing all skills and stuff. Um, they kind of have the, the right idea about it. They've kind of started to get a little bit stupid with it. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. I think the skills challenge is just, it's just not something that really anybody wants to tune in for. I think at this point, I don't really know anybody uh, that really watches it. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a, a good number of people that watch it, but not as much as obviously the NHL would want it to. But I, I think that these new announced plans that they had with the four nations, I think that's a good step in the right direction. And hopefully the NHL could fully fix uh, and make an uh, NHL All-Star Weekend fun again. So let me know in the comments below. Maybe you got some ideas about how they could make things a lot more enjoyable for us as fans as well as, you know, the process more exciting and get the fans more involved as well. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about more in Lightning Land. Uh, and you could tune in, like I said, through uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form, we are there. Or if you want to look at me and, and listen to me as well, you could subscribe to our YouTube channel. So go ahead and do that. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one.